we're back. This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. And um, we are going to talk about the Hunger Games. Yes. The Games of Hunger. Right. And uh, well, You don't we... even know anything about it, Oh, though. I know everything you about know it. Katniss. Right, but that's Meow. about <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know. Um, You've never read it. So usually we try to um, pretend that we have it all together. Today is one of those days that we don't have it all together. Do we pretend that we have it all together? I sometimes pretend. Do you pretend? Yeah. I guess I do sometimes, too, but there's so no way to have it together right now because we are lost in time. Yeah, we just got back from a vacation, spring break. And... Two vacations in a row. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor us. Poor us. <laughs> Life is tough. Well, no, it's not so much we about having our... sympathy as much as I think anybody listening, especially, you know, parents understand how traveling with kids is and yeah. how it's fantastic and we made memories and all that good stuff but it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and um as you can tell i don't sound very good I, I don't know if i have allergies or what let's call it allergies okay because it's been crazy your sister's cat yep we were, in we were in California for a spring break, and uh, we were in Arizona for our 10-year anniversary before the that. The week before. So it just so happened that we had back-to-back -back fun things to do, and now we have... To recover. We have 30 minutes to... <laughs> we have 35 minutes to record a 30-minute show because we have to be out the door in about 35 minutes. Right, and we got in last night at 2 a.m. Yeah, we had a late... Uh, you know, the old flight delays. You know what? We're talking fast, so we should take a breath right now because we really are running. One, two, three. I can't take a very good breath because I'm not very clear. Yeah. So so we're going to talk about these books, and we're also going to talk about the rating of movies. Yeah, the Motion Picture Association of America. Right. So so should we just uh, start by talking about Hunger Games? When in doubt, jump right into okay. it. Okay. Well, I first before I talk about the books themselves, and um, Todd reminded me to not ruin anything because there are people who, are, who maybe have not seen the movies or have read one of the books or two of the books, so... I'm not going to ruin anything, but I just want to talk about the fact that when I read a fiction book like this, it really messes with my mind because there's a reason I never read fiction and when I never is too strong. There's a reason that I read self-help books and that kind of thing all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you look at my shelves, I probably have a total of three fiction books and you know, make fun of me if you must, but they're the Twilight books and then these Hunger Game books. They're these young adult novels. Right. Just because they they go fast, yeah. you know? My point in saying all this is that I am, they freak me out. Like, they make me different. They make me more on edge. You know, to read about what's going on with these kids in these books makes me kind of view the world differently. And when I'm reading Deepak Chopra, I view the word world differently. Right. And then vice versa. When I'm reading something that's kind of scary or really unsettling, um, then you're kind. I'm kind of in that zone. And so I'm just saying that because, you know... Um, I have friends who, they don't really make fun of me, but question why I don't read fiction or, you know, have said, have you read this mystery? Or my mom used to read a lot of murder mysteries, and I actually used mm -hmm. to, too, when we first got together. But there's a reason why I stopped. Right. And um, Wasn't there a time when you were, I mean, does this have any correlation to when you used to watch horror movies when you were a little kid? Well, that was a long time ago. I mean, right, that but I just they, wonder if this is maybe a similar pattern. Like, it makes you feel the same, or no? yeah. I, well, you know, the horror movies was kind of like teens and and maybe early twenties. But I think I was done by the time I was nineteen or twenty. By the time I went to college or whatever. But then I still kind of kept it up with our, you know, with Law and Order mm -hmm. or like, you know. The Bill Curtis uh, specials right, where like they talked about mass murders. Mass murders. And I used to watch that, like, in my 20s and even, what I guess I stopped when JC was born, so yeah. whenever that was. But now going back to, so I'm reading all these other books and, you know, 
you know, appreciating all the wisdom and all the like insight and the way to view the world. And then I jumped back into something like Twilight, which was five or six years ago, which was great. Which is a movie about Draculas. <laughs> about Draculas. But it's just so, it's so, it's not just a love story. It's just so intense and, and very negative and heavy and everyone's being chased. And, and, and Hunger Games is to me that times 10 mm-hmm. because the love story is part of it, but it's, it's not what it's about. Right. And so, again, so people are probably listening going, then why are you reading it? Well, yeah. I like to be, I like cultural literacy. I like to understand what people are focused yeah, on. Yeah, this is one of those things that you can't turn on the TV without either, not even a commercial, just a news report. I mean, this is like what everybody is talking about. Right. You can't look anywhere without having something that has something to do with the Hunger Games out there. And so my curiosity was piqued, and then we had these vacations back-to-back where I actually had an opportunity to read. And you read read the book in like a half an hour. I read the first one quickly. It would take me two and a half months, (laughs) and it took you about a half an hour. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm almost done, and you like started 22 minutes ago. Well, we had lots of plane time. Yeah. And then... The second one I just finished yesterday on our way home. Did you finish um, last it? Night. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. I'm done. So I now. So if anybody has Mockingjay and would like to let me borrow it, that'd be great. That's the name of it, Mockingjay. The Jay? third one is yeah. Okay, I don't even know what that means. Well, that's what's the second one called? Catching fire. And did somebody get caught on fire? <laughs> She's the girl on fire. Is she literally on fire? Yes. She's I mean, on fire. Not like in the bad way. It's the way that they, that is what she's called as the girl on fire. Oh, but she's not set to flames. Well, kind of. Oh, boy. In her costume. Did I just give something away? No, no, gosh, oh. no. This is And then what's is, the third one? Mockingjay? Mockingjay. Is that has anything to do with somebody mocking somebody? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, kind of, but no. Um, and what's Jay? Is Jay a person? Like- it's a bird. It's a kind of bird, and she represents the Mockingjay. Of course. Um, which is a bird. This is a post-apocalyptic society. And- and there's um, basically. Am I going to tell no, this whole story? You're not okay, tell good. Because people know what it's about. They've read something yeah, it's about these games where people are hungry. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> but you know what? Let's just jump into this. What's What's sad about the movie is that it is about children, mm-hmm. anywhere from 12 to 18, who are put in an arena to kill each other. Like a gladiator thing, except for the new, for, for, I don't know. It's like a gladiator thing. Right. And what, and the reason that this, that the Capitol, which is kind of like their federal government started doing it was to remind people that they have control. And so if, if adults or anyone decided to rebel, this is the Capitol's way of saying, we'll kill your children. Gotcha. Basically we have control over killing your children. And the scary part that makes it really relevant to today is it's a reality show. Mm-hmm. So everybody watches mm-hmm. as this is going like on. Like in Running Man. I don't know Running Man. Tell Arnold me more about that. Schwarzenegger. That's exactly what happened. People are running around trying to escape and get killed, and people are watching it on TV. Like the Truman Show. So they're just copying the Running Man. It, well, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, for certain. Now, Truman Show, do you remember that movie with Jim Carrey? Yeah, Jim Carrey. That was a reality show, but he didn't know he was a reality show, and it was people wanted to see him happy. Right. Which at least has a different spin. This, like, while the Hunger Games are going on, because that's what they're called... The people who are watching, they always say they like the they like to see the blood. So if someone hasn't died in a day, mm-hmm. the capital does something to the arena to make somebody die. Right. You know, they force people to come together or it's just really so you know, so I've been walking around thinking about these things. So in the middle of the vacation you decided that you're to gonna stop, stop I had to stop reading it. And you picked up our Deepak book. Right. I was like, you know what? Build yourself with some goodness. I feel too intense. It feels uncomfortable for me. I knew I could read it on the way home, on the plane, and just 
be done with it. And um, I'm glad we're talking about it today because I think a lot of people have either read the books or seen the movie. Um, but yeah, there was a point when I'm like, I don't want to feel this anymore. And the reason I think this is important to talk about is I don't know if everyone really connects that, mm-hmm. that the things they read and the things that they watch on TV is a factor in how they feel and how they perceive the world exactly. and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. You and I talk about um, watching the news and how that can affect the way yeah. that you view the world. It's but not it's, just the news. It can be a fictional story that you read. Exactly. Like these, you know, it, and it's definitely fictional and in the future and all that kind of thing. But it, it, there's so many pieces of it that feel real mm-hmm. that I think par- people carry around that negativity or that fear. Well, and here's my thing. I have a friend who decided that he was going to stop doing Facebook because there's a bunch of negative stuff on his Facebook yeah. page and stuff like that. And I, I thought it was interesting. And you and I had this conversation right. because... We have control over what we read. Exactly. We have control of what Facebook pages we follow. And, you know, most of my Facebook pages are friends, and the ones that aren't friends are famous people who I respect and would like to continue to learn more from. And most of them are like spiritual teachers or authors that connect with me, and none of it is really negative. I mean, I have a handful of my friends that I hide or defriend because. They just spout out negativity. Right. Or talk too much about politics or right. this person's good or bad or so whatever. So I have the ability to control what I'm perceiving. Right. I, I don't have complete control, but I have most control. So I I just thought it was weird when my friend said that to me. I'm like, well, just hide those people right. or don't be or their friends anymore. like the pages, like you, as you just said, I will reiterate, when I pull up my Facebook page, I see a quote from Wayne Dyer, a quote from Marianne Williamson, all these other wonderful um, parenting authors that I'm connected to that I love, you know, their ideas, their quotes, and that's my whole page. I have all this great energy right. on my Facebook page. That's why you like to get on it so much. You I get know. on it more than I do, and now I'm kind of putting two and two together. It is mostly either friends talking to one another or inspirational quotes or stories or YouTube clips or something like that. So it is a place to go to fill your tank of positive energy. It is. And I very um, rarely, every once in a while, I post pictures and such on my personal page, on my Kathy Kasani Adams page. But most of it is through my work pages. And I love other people's work pages who do similar things that I do or something completely different that gives back to the world in some way. You know, it's not just about we have to have the exact same vision, but just people who are like, here's what I'm doing to give back. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like, remember the Thirst Project that yes. we connected to so long ago? The things that they do, or like Tom's Shoes. Mm-hmm. I know these sound like silly things, but has, have you guys heard of Tom's Shoes? This no, is, I have no idea what you're well, talking Well, Shane, about. your sister introduced me to Tom's Shoes. And it's this, this, she was wearing them all weekend when we were with her. Okay. But it's just this great organization. They sell these cute shoes that are so cute. And for every pair of shoes you buy, they buy a pair of shoes for a kid who can't afford them. Wow. Tom's Shoes. Tom's Shoes. So there are so many places and things like that where you can get be inspired by them and also just take in that good feeling. Right. Instead of having all these people on Facebook that you either argue with or get annoyed with or, um, you know, I, oh, who is that? I wish I didn't have to look at them. Well, then hide them. Right. You know, like find a – make your own page. You know, make it what you want it well, to be. Well, and I want to talk about that. But before I do, I want to give us uh, a quick minute for us to promote ourselves to feed our own little thing. So what do we have coming up? Well, let's see. This weekend's Easter. Yeah. So we don't have anything coming up. A whole lot up. of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Um, the following weekend, we have a ton. Mm-hmm. So starting April 13th, which is Friday the 13th. <laughs> have we worn out this 
this Friday the 13th joke? No, we only did it once. No, we didn't do it once. This second. is like our fourth time. No, this is the second time. Okay, so Friday the 13th at the, <laughs> at the Daily Method in Elmhurst, we are teaching family yoga. Okay. On Saturday morning, and it's actually at 11 o'clock now, I'm going to be on WGN talking about... And the Bill Mahler Show. The Bill Mahler Show. And I don't know if we're, ta- we're deciding what we're, we're going to talk about, but I'm going to be on. And then at 12.30, about an hour after I'm on, I'm running um, a, a workshop for moms called Raising Girls Who Love Themselves. Good topic. A, yes. And it's also at the Daily Method in Elmhurst. And then, then about a month later, May 19th, you and I are doing a workshop for dads mm-hmm. called Raising Moms Who Love Them. Or, excuse me. Raising, raising Moms. moms. <laughs> raising Girls Who, love, who them. love Themselves. So for any dads of daughters, we have a really good two and a half, two hour workshop. It's two hours. Two hour workshop that talk about things and give both the male and the female perspective on things because we're both going to be there. Right. So that would be something that would be very worthwhile. And when we say raising girls who love themselves, what we're saying is how to connect to your daughter. I'm talking specifically to dads right now. I think there's a lot of um, difficulty when girls start to get older about how to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand, or I'll say to you dads, that your relationship with your daughter is phenomenally important in how she views herself and how she views men. Right. And so keeping that connection and keeping that openness with her as she grows is really, really important. And so that's kind of the, you know, the discussion we'll be having. And as far as the mom's workshop that I'm doing on April 14th, the focus is is going to be on moms and how we relate to ourselves right. because our girls watch us right. and how we relate to ourselves and our body image and our self-awareness and our self-esteem. So we have to focus on those issues to help our, to help teach our daughters right. how to be more self-aware and more connected to themselves and love themselves more. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, you know. And you your blog, um, we set up, we talked about it one or two weeks ago, but it's not at Chicago Parent anymore. It's at Chicago Now. So just go to chicagonow.com and you can just type in the self-aware parent and it'll pop up for you. And make sure you subscribe to it and then share it. Yeah, you can subscribe to it on the side and um, then it'll just come to your email box and you never need to go to the website again. Right. Um, and then last but not least, you have two books. I'm really kind of... You are. You're on a marketing uh, frenzy. Yeah. Well, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. I'm on a marketing frenzy. Well, how about my books being on your grandma's uh, table? Yeah. We went and visited my grandma this last uh, week and she had them right there. And anybody who walks into her apartment, she shows them and says, this is my daughter-in-law. I know. And I thought that was really nice. So the Self-Aware Parent Part 1 and the Self-Aware Parent Part 2, all really good, short, quick stories. Not a heavy read, although it's really good. No. If you like my blog, if you read my blog, you'll like the books. Yeah. Because that's basically what it is. And Mother's Day is coming up in May. So there you go. We got to promote that. There's the connection. There's the connection. So go to KathyCAdams.com. You can order both books for just $20, which is cheap considering they're individually $12.95. Or you could pay more money and buy them on Amazon. You could do that too. Um, I wouldn't pay more money. (laughs) I would rather pay less money. But there's a big deal on my uh, website. So anyway, that's that's our marketing. So this is what I was going to try to get at. Okay. Um, we were talking about Facebook pages and you create the perception that you're in and all that. And I have to speak out of my own egoic self right now okay, for a second. Go ego. We've been uh, doing this show since January of 2011, so about 15 months. Mm-hmm. And we have been just so inundated with many fans and people listening to the show. And we didn't know if anybody would Lots have interest. Lots of love. Lots of love. Mm-hmm. But having said that, and I appreciate everybody who listens to the show, follows us on Facebook and all that, and we just adore it. But... right. Please don't refer to what I think you're going to refer to. 
Why not? Because I that is somebody that I am connected to through, and I don't want to speak. There are other websites okay, out there. I'm glad you <laughs> caught me. Because I know. I know exactly what you were going to do. There are do. other websites out there that just breed negativity. Negativity. And Well, what they focus on, because I know where you're going, and then you can keep going on top of this. What they focus on is parenting from a negative perspective, like how much it sucks, how right. difficult it so is. So there was one Facebook page that right. had like 25,000 thousand people (laughs) and it had to do with parents who just i don't know i don't know how do you describe it without well it's just it's basically about that shadow side of ourselves where we are you know annoyed at our kids all the time and all we do is go out and party and all that kind of stuff which those things aren't inherently bad it's just weird that a page or pages that talk about the i don't know the not so great part of parenting or your perception of how you do things that will attract 26,000 people. Yet here we are breeding what we consider a positive message, and we have 908. <laughs> I know. What's up with that? Well, and, it, and it's like a, the lowest common denominator. Like I think we would be able to attract more people if we started talking about negativity because that's the lowest well, common course. denominator. But let's get into brain development now, Todd, then, right. because really what gets people's attention mm-hmm. is sex and violence. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we don't, the only sex we talk about is productive having discussions with your kids' sex. Right. And the thing that, that I want people to understand is I don't mean because we're bad people. I mean because that's the way our brain is hardwired. Right. Like at the very reptilian level, violence and sex get our, you know, it's why we have gapers blocks when right. there's an accident. Like we almost can't help it. Right. And so advertisers, people who run blogs, people who run TV shows, reality shows, they know this. Mm-hmm. And so the sex and the violence keeps getting heightened and heightened right. and heightened. But that is for the reptilian brain. Right. And we have to realize that what we're really, what I what I believe you and I are trying to pull out is the more conscious awareness of who we are. Right. And who we are are compassionate beings who want to care for each other and love each other and give back to the world and enjoy life and realize that we can be happy here. Right. And, and I, I suppose if I would look at the glasses half full perspective, a show like this or a show similar to ours probably wouldn't have been possible or as well received 50 years ago. It wouldn't have existed. And now it has a platform, albeit maybe minor, and I wish it was much bigger than it is, but it is moving in the right direction. Exactly. Just the fact that that it's out here. You know, um, I was telling you about an experience I had where there was a a parent who wasn't real happy with the fact that... um, I taught yoga and that I do a show called Zen Parenting because she thought that that somehow uh, was against her religious beliefs and right. she felt that what I believed wasn't what she believed and, and not that I needed to convince her otherwise, but I think the thing that that's so great about this show is that what we're trying to say and even using words like Zen and talking about yoga and all these other, you know, uh, great awareness. What's the word I'm looking well, for? I was going to say Eastern. Yeah, maybe it's more Eastern thought, but really we're trying to bring it into the Western, more Western mentality because it doesn't belong no. to a certain group. Todd and I don't talk about religion. Right. We're not trying to get anyone to do anything but love themselves and love each other. Yep. I have no agenda for you to join some kind of religion because, sorry, I don't, I don't have that to offer to you. Right. All I have to offer is if you can realize that you are inherently good. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that and trust yourself and love yourself and know yourself, it makes it so much easier to raise children and you raise children who trust themselves and love themselves and enjoy life. And every day that you're here on this earth, which is limited people, right. you can actually appreciate where you are and enjoy it. That's that's all I have. Speaking of our limited time, yes. 
Um, we are probably going to die when we're 80 or 100 or however old I'm planning on 120. 120. Okay. So when we were on vacation, we stayed at this really unbelievably nice resort called the Boulders. Yes. And we found out that these Boulders are like, I don't know, like 12 billion years old. Right. The boul- So we're like at this like little retreat and, and yeah. the Boulders are surrounding us. And they're just huge. I mean, they're, I don't know, they're 40, 50 feet. It's like a big rock. Right. One big rock. And just... The concept of this rock being around for 15 billion years, and yet I'm worried about, you know... Checking your email? Checking my email (laughs) is just... We are such a small little point of time on the overall picture of life. Right. Uh, Our little problems are so inconsequential. Right. Whereas this boulder has been sitting on that mountain for 15 billion years. And right. it's just, I don't know, I guess I'm in awe of it. Well, and it to me, it was a good reminder. Yeah. Like, you know, while you guys were out there, or while, while you guys, I was with you. While you and I were out there to look at those rocks and to realize that we have this, this like, basically just chunk of time that's mm-hmm. tiny right. compared to these rocks, like you said, well, who have been here for everybody. compared to human existence. I don't know how long humans have been on this earth, but let's say it's a million years. I don't right. even know. I have right. no idea. But it's it's... Just eat our little... It's minuscule. It's minuscule. And so when you understand that and you see not see yourself as small in a negative way, but see yourself as a piece of this huge picture right. and that you have this opportunity to be here for this certain amount of time right. and you think you have all the time in the world, but you don't. And I don't mean that to scare you. I mean that to... To make you feel like maybe I'm going to enjoy this instead. Right. Maybe instead of waking up stressed and thinking I have to do this and wear this and look like this and act like this and be skinny, mm-hmm. maybe I can actually just enjoy my life here and love the people I'm with and appreciate them, and you know enjoy the fresh air and enjoy the sun mm-hmm. and all these things that these kids in the Hunger Games didn't get to enjoy. So right. bringing it back, bringing it back. But it's like, why can't we? Um, you know, and again, easier said than done because, you know, you and I got into even a frenzy this morning about getting everything ready. We get into that too. But, you know, think about the boulders. Mm-hmm. Think about, you know, your your time here and what you really want to do with it. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean that you have to go out and, and create a, a foundation or right. something. It just means enjoy your time. Right. And don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And life exists through the present moment. It sure does. That's all it is. Well, and one of my favorite things that you and I learned and we've shared on the show is you can't be fearful or worried in the present. Right. Because fear and worry is either a past experience that you're reliving or something that you hope you don't experience in the future. So if you are here, you can't be fearful or worried. Right. You're just here. Right. And so when I have those moments and they come in flashes, you mm-hmm. know, moments, I just I just take them in and enjoy them so thoroughly. Okay. So there's a few more things. We okay. have uh, about eight minutes left. There's okay. a few more things I want to talk about. One is we wanted to draw the comparison between the Motion Picture Association gave uh, the movie Bully a R rating. An R rating. And then Harvey Weinstein, that big time Hollywood guy. He released it with no rating. No rating. Right. And how there is a contradiction where because this, in my, even though I haven't seen the movie, I, I've read enough about it, that it's a purposeful message. Right. And, and there's F-bombs And in it. they drop a few F-bombs in the movie. And because of that, they give it a R rating. Right. Yet... Any number of movies, like The Hunger Games, where they... Children are killing each other. Children are killing each other. Mm -hmm. is no problem. It's PG-13. Right. And how effed up that is. Right. And, and, you know, I think what was interesting about this bully movie and kind of like getting everybody um, to understand how um, movies are given ratings, it's been very worthwhile in kind of busting this open. Right. Because why do we tolerate... Right. 
things like, and, and not to say, let's, we're using the Hunger Games as an example. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what rating it should be. But this content is okay for PG-13, but a child using a, the F word, which happens all the time, right. um, and is realistic, right? right? That necessitates an R. Well, and I, I thought this was like a big marketing ploy just to attract more attention, but the more I think about it, um, I don't think we can see this movie within a 12-mile radius of our right. house because fewer movie theaters will show um, a non-rated movie. Right. And it's also limited release right now, okay. I read. So hopefully there'll be a bigger I release. But still, I mean, we live, you know, we live in Chicago. close to Chicago. Yeah. We should be able to go not too far and go see this movie, and we can't. We have to go further out. So right. it's all messed up. I agree. And, and that's really what our society dictates is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, our society is so used. We are so numbed out mm -hmm. to violence. Right. We watch it all the time. We watch it on the news. We watch it on every TV show. Like, I was looking through, I was reading Entertainment Weekly, like the top 10 TV shows. Besides American Idol and The Voice and... Um, What's the other one? Dancing with the Stars. Everything is like Law and Order, NCIS. Right. Right. Everything is the killing right. shows that we watch. And so that is what our society deems as normal. Right. So then, of course, a PG-13. But then we jump all over other things that may not have, that our kids are experiencing every day. Right. Experiencing killing another child? No, they haven't done that, right. hopefully. But do they use a swear word every once in a while? Yeah. Yeah, it's real life. It's real life. And uh, so it's just an interesting, like I said, it's been a good to kind of bust this thing wide open because maybe we can start to take a look at how things are rated and make some better choices. So there's a few things left. Okay. Um, I want to uh, talk about our partners and okay. then I want to finish up with my entries into the Tournament of Bad. I've got one that I want to give to. That's too. still a work in progress. Well, let's talk about Tree of Life, okay. um, CairoTree.com, because I'm so excited to go see Dr. Kelly tomorrow because I am out of whack. From all these vacations. You're out of whack for the attack? I know. I'm just excited, as I always am, to get back in alignment. And then uh, Poofin.com. Poofin yep. is our partner, and they have those great soft pillows where you put charms inside of them that our girls love. Good Easter Day present. Exactly. I saw a lot of kids on the plane with uh, pillow pets, and I thought they should have their Poofin. They should. And then AvidCo.net, Avid Company. They're the ones who did our house. They do a fantastic job with painting, remodeling, everything. All over Chicagoland area. Yeah. 630-956-1800. Call Avid. Okay. So, so here's my tournament of bad because we okay. had to rush right through it last time. Okay. Right, how many are you going to do? I'm going to do a lot. Well, I have one or two. Okay. So don't well, go too many. Okay. okay. Well, first of all, this uh, long story, but a sports radio station on Chicago did this tournament bad, just random things that you might perceive as having a negative kind of. And they're funny. And and it's it's a funny thing. So this is my way of lightening up the show. Right. So uh, I said a few last time, but my first one is we were at O'Hare last night. Right. Why? Is there Terminal 1, Terminal 2, Terminal 3, and the International Terminal is Terminal 5? What <laughs> happened to Terminal 4? It's there's MIA. No, there's no Terminal 4 I in O'Hare, and nobody talks about it. I know, that, I know. That makes no sense it's to me. It's been stolen. Number two, a DVD. You pop the DVD in the movie yeah, thing, yeah. and they have something called Fast Play. Oh, yeah. If you click on Fast Play, it doesn't make it fast at all. No. That means you got to sit through all the previews. To right. before you watch your movie. Fast play, I think, should just say, look at our marketing stuff. They should call it slow play. Slow play. <laughs> and it took me a while to figure this out. I know. I'm not a fan of the fast play. The girls figure it out because they'll go, push main menu, push main menu. I know. Because they'll know. So if you have kids <laughs> that don't know how to work DVD players yet, you know exactly what I'm talking right, okay. about. All right. Um, my next one is kids who walk in front of me, <laughs> especially my kids. They have a knack of walking right in front of where I'm walking. <laughs> it's like this... It's like they They're know. They're like magnetically connected to your body. Yeah. Or they walk right behind like me. Like sometimes I'll walk in the opposite <laughs> direction just to get away from these kids. <laughs> All right. 
I'm, it's not like you're trying to get away from the kids. You just don't want them to walk in front of well, you. Well, sometimes I just want to get away from the kids. <laughs> but even when I turn around, they're still there. Like I don't. Well, know what's I was going to say on this vacation, we we're all wearing flip flops, and I had people stepping on the back of my heels more than on the front. So they're all around. Well, and this is related. This next one, kids who hang on me, <laughs> stop hanging on me. I'm trying to be loving. I'm trying to be a good dad, but just don't hang on me. Well, what does that mean? Because kids like to be held and hugged. No, but they're just hanging. They're like grabbing an <laughs> item of my clothing, usually like my shirt, and they're just hanging there. And I don't understand why Do they're doing it. you remember doing that when you were a kid, though? Yes. You just, you, your body gives out, and you're like, I just want someone to hold me up. Right, and I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Stop hanging on me. Okay. All right, next, um, circuses. They're brutal. Okay. I can't stand Period. circuses. Period. Done. Parades. Unless it's Fourth of July or Memorial Day, something. Or if Zen Parenting Radio is in it. Or if Zen Parenting Radio is in it. Um, those are all good parades. But every other parade, it's just a waste of time. And there's too many people. To you. To me. Because <laughs> some people love parades. I can't stand parades. Somebody's got to help me understand why parades are good. Okay, now you have to do a tournament of good because your negativity is wearing me down. Okay. Give well, me you, a good. You, um, the Embassy Suites is something good. Yes. Because it's free breakfast because that's where we stayed yeah. a few nights. And they got the cocktail hour. Yes. And then you can close the door and get away from your kids. <laughs> Embassy Suites. That's good. Give me one of your bads. Okay. Well, mine is a good and bad. It's okay. on both sides. Okay. Tournament of bad Okay. is when you're in a plane and there's turbulence and the pilot doesn't talk to you. Yes. And doesn't tell you why there's turbulence. And so I don't like turbulence. And when it's really quiet and when no one is talking about and the person next to me, we're like flying up in the air and the person keeps reading their book. I'm like, how are you calm? Because we're flying up in the air. Tournament of good is when there's turbulence and then the pilot comes on and says, hey folks, there's going to be turbulence for 10 minutes. I'll get you through. And in 10 minutes, you'll be great. Thank you. That's all you need to do is just tell me that we're safe up here in the sky, in my seat in the sky. <laughs> flying through the <laughs> flying air. Flying through the air. And that all of this shifting is normal. I feel like that's such an easy thing to do. And I think that pilots, because they're so used to being in turbulence, they don't think about people like Kathy Adams. We need to dedicate a whole show to Tournament of Bad because i got like 12 more that I need to I share. know, but that we need to end on the good. The pilots who tell us about turbulence. Thank you. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>